0: Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, hello. It's Brooke DeVard. You're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. My guest is a very old dear friend of mine. Amelia we were college roommates together which makes me kind of feel bad for you because I know I was not <laughs> the cleanest roommate but we got through it and now we're just in LA in my hotel room just cleansed our faces and pajamas and I'm really excited to have you on I'm
1: really excited to be here Brooke thank you for having me
0: of course of course I since how long have we known each other I mean gosh it's been a while now 10 years <laughs> almost 10 Does years. Does that date us? <laughs> yeah, well, it's fine. Everyone is how so old I am. I'm 27 and proud. Um, we, yeah, we met freshman year. When I think about the way that we were partying at Stanford, like right now, for example, it's what time? Like 11 o'clock. Yeah. We're in our pajamas, like very happy to do so. So
1: content. <laughs> and when
0: we met freshman year, we were like, doing double shots of Bacardi 151 rum. It actually makes me sick to think about. Alcohol
1: that came out of a plastic bottle. (laughs) So horrible. (laughs) Disgusting.
0: So horrible. And I don't know. Sometimes I wonder, like, are we too young to feel like we can't party anymore? Mm,
1: I don't know. I don't feel like I'm going to let that pressure me into doing something that's going to make me feel really shitty and totally
0: yeah hijack my
1: weekend yeah
0: we really pushed it we really pushed it in college Wednesday
1: Thursday Friday Saturday
0: yeah. sometimes Monday oh my gosh <laughs> now that you say that I realize that we went out during the week of course of
1: course I don't understand what I was doing sleepwise. how I functioned <laughs> I don't know how we did and, like, it why I didn't
0: die <laughs> and Stanford was really hard I mean, some people, like, like you, for example, mm-hmm. you didn't have to study as much as I did. I had to study a lot to keep up with the uh, amount of work. You were like, what was your major again? Well, I started out doing electrical engineering and moved to management oh, science and my god! Management science and engineering, though, just for people listening, is one of the hardest majors at Stanford. And... Engineering, like I had to take an engineering class to graduate, and it was like the bare minimum basic class. And I was like, I am so in over my head. Like I don't know how you did it. You're so smart. Though. I don't know how I survived it. To be honest, you. One of the things that I feel like really defines you is that you are Greek. Mm, you are yes. a proud Greek woman. Yes. And I even remember, like, I think it was freshman year, we were talking about like white girls, and you were like, I feel like I'm not white. I'm Greek. And I was like yeah it's like a, it's like a different because you're so connected to your culture, you feel like I don't know, you explain it.
1: Yeah, I guess I wouldn't identify as white because for me that that's its own cultural entity in and of itself, mm-hmm. and that's not it's something where I was always not like othered I don't need to be that dramatic but mm-hmm. people are like you eat lamb I'm like yeah I had lamb chops for dinner last night they're like what like if you've seen my big fat Greek yes. wedding you can relate to the girls yes. they have the wonder bread sandwiches and then you have like leftovers that was me that's so I was funny. the girl with the moussaka like as leftovers <laughs> yeah. and people just didn't quite get it so I didn't feel like I was part of that group obviously like if you were to look at me you would catch, just say that's your how you wife, categorize yeah. me but for me, cult, I feel like I love my culture, and so I'm always trying to get to the bottom of other people's culture, so I feel like it's mm-hmm. not a good identifier. And I also feel like my family came over here, my grandparents came over here. So From Greece. Exactly. Yeah. So the history in America, if you identify right. in that way, uh, I feel like most immigrants would identify by their
0: culture and their yes. ethnicity, not yes. by being white or their skin tone. Yes. And I've heard that from like Italian-Americans who yeah. so will be like, I don't identify as white, I'm Italian-American, Right. I I just felt I belong somewhere in the
1: middle of the Atlantic. I'm like I'm more American than Greek people,
0: right? But I'm more Greek than American people. Right. (laughs) Right. Where do I belong? You went to high school in Sacramento Mm -hmm. in a very diverse high school, though, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. There was no
1: racial majority
0: in my high school. Really? I can't imagine what that was like. So it was like Latino, Black, all of the above, Asian, everything, all of the above, and were people in different cliques depending on like ethnicity or was it all just kind of like mixed like did you Um, how did you fit into the high school scene
1: oh I was very much in the AP classes group I don't know you were like the smart nerds so that becomes less diverse I would say once you get to that if you're in all honors classes it's just the unfortunate reality Uh, like it was eye-opening to be in some of the general courses because there were people who couldn't read Wow! And in high school, but in, they in high school, read? in high school, and you would see it because they would it would manifest in them kind of messing around in class or not being there, or showing up late. But then they would come in and they'd be asked to read read something, and they would just struggle mm. through it at best.
0: That's really
1: sad. And it was really eye opening because I went to Catholic school for elementary school. That how people can just be passed through the school system mm-hmm. without ever actually having to learn. I know. Um, but it was cool going to. I just feel like I learned a lot about yeah. uh, other people. I actually started a culture club when I was in high school Oh I'm like, such a nerd. So I just I just like learning about activities That center around different, you know, cultural activities. I want to know, I'm excited about mine. I want to hear about
0: yours. And
1: it's, I think something that should be celebrated.
0: Totally. Totally. And I know that you were very close with like your Greek community. Mm -hmm. And like, I even remember even at Stanford, you would like go back for the weekend, like Greek dances. And it was like, there was like drama in the Greek community. (laughs) Oh God. Tell me, tell me a little bit about like Greek beauty standards and if they're Uh different and how beauty is kind of, because you've obviously experienced American culture, but you've also, the you know, Greek culture, are there differences in terms of what's considered beautiful? Hmm,
1: that's a great question. I would say that, yes, that's mm-hmm. certainly true. And... I'm comfortable saying that I was kind of a guido when I was in high school <laughs> and that is a beauty standard that you can equate it to. Okay. Lots of cleavage, really big long eyelashes, big hair. I mean, okay. you remember the days when I would bring my comb out in my purse because god forbid my <laughs> massive volume. Pall. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: but you, I mean, you have such gorgeous hair. How long is you. your hair? It's really long. It's I like, would say
1: like I have like if I cut it off now it'd probably be two and a half feet long
0: yes it's like navel yes navel height and it's thick and it's like luxurious and it's interesting because living with you it's kind of like you always see like the other side of the coin so Mm -hmm. you have like the most insane amazing eyebrows amazing eyelashes like it looks like you're wearing fake eyelashes every single day (laughs) with no (laughs) mascara on the longest like most luscious hair ever and I remember explaining to you that I shave like once a month because I'm like hairless, and you were like, "Oh, I'm so jealous! I have to shave so all jealous. the time." Yeah. So it's like there's always pros and cons to like having all of those great things. And then I, I totally also remember agree. seeing how long it took you to like do your hair. Right. So every
1: time people are like, "Oh my god, you have the most amazing hair! I want it!" I'm like. <laughs> Let me just tell you what it really entails. Yeah. That yeah. entails 30 minutes of blow-dry time just to get it dry. Yeah. Forget a blowout. I yeah. don't even know how to tackle that with yeah. his mane. yeah. And then another... 45 minutes to just get it to a flat place. And then yeah. you go outside for 20 minutes and it's all for not because yeah. it yeah. just starts poofing yeah. and it's humid maybe. Right, right, right. So while it's nice, it's very hot. It's challenging to wear down. Sometimes I'm envious of girls who can just wear their hair down because when I wear my hair down, I'm really hot. sweating. Yeah. I'm sweating. It's like making my face oily, which then I'm worried about pimples. And I'm oh, like, wow. I can't do this. Like it needs to be back. Yeah. Slash. I also don't want it in my food.
0: Yeah, true. So it's, but it seems like you kind of have the features needed to be, like, a babe in the Greek community. Like, you've got a nice full chest, like, you've got big, voluminous hair, but, yes. like, what about a girl who's got, like, no curves at all and, like, kind of, like, thinning hair? Like, what does she do? She just, like, gets extensions and a push-up bra? I'm trying to think about Greek girls who have that
1: vibe going on. Like, we're very hairy. Yeah, okay. For better or for worse. Okay. And typically curvy, like even yeah. very petite girls have... Curves. Curves. It's kind of like that
0: Kardashian-Armenian exactly. like... Exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, but I guess, you know, plastic surgery is big in Greece just is as it's here. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Fake boobs. Okay. But and guys. And of course getting more... Guys get, a- get away with everything. Yeah, I feel like it's true. Most places in Greece also... They have their, as you can imagine, their like manga outfit on, chest hair out, big oh, gold God. cross, shirt unbuttoned oh, most of the way, beer belly, and they could be the most eligible bachelor yeah. around just because of the family they come from or like whatever their status might be.
0: Yeah. Have you? Ideally, they don't have a unibrow. Oh my God, gross. 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 <laughs> have you been? To Greece? I know, you've been to Greece, I right? have, yes. And how, do you, when you go to Greece, do you feel like you fit in? Do you, are you attracted to the men there? Yeah, I am.
1: Um, and I do feel like I fit in. I, I would say it's always a compliment when I meet someone, they're like, oh, are you from Cyprus? Oh. Which is a better compliment than being like, oh, you're just, they just respond to me in English. I'm like, okay, I've been here long enough that oh, I can okay. get the language flowing. Think and at a least local. they think I'm, you know, from a Greek territory or yes. place. But, um... I I definitely don't fit in fashion-wise. They have such funny t-shirts in Greece. Like those really? phrases where you're like... Like off-American phrases, yes. Always in English. Yeah. And you're like, someone who wrote
0: this did not speak English. No, it's so the awkward. Because phrase is so funny. I know. I always see those when I'm traveling. It'll just be like a hot pink t-shirt that says like... A beautiful sunrise today, and I'm like, why exactly. are you wearing that? Exactly. But for that them, it's like La Bella I mean, Vita. Right. You know, like totally. we, wear, we wear dumb, that's t-shirts true, with stuff in foreign languages. I'd
1: like to think I personally don't, but I think that yes. I understand it as a cultural phenomenon. Yes,
0: yes. Yeah. You are also amazing at so you're really good at doing your own hair, but you're also like think, your makeup yeah. game. You would do everyone's makeup. Years of practice as a guida. <laughs> you were like queen of the smoky eye. I was and all about the lashes. I mean, I was putting lashes on when I was 15. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's crazy because you have such full lashes
1: already. It was more of just the being able to bat your eyelashes and feel the weight of it there. It felt yes. extra cute, but... That being said, I haven't put on a pair of lashes yes. in a very long time. Yeah.
0: I mean you have toned it down in like the ten years. I mean yeah. you looked beautiful with like the full face and the full it's just thing too anyway. Much. But yeah.
1: I think I just had this idea pop into my mind one day. It's like, what's wrong with my face just the way it is? Yeah. You know, everyone else gets or by everyone else I mean men have no problem walking out with their face just as they came. Yeah. Why should I have a problem with that? And I've made a point of not wearing makeup to work because in my job, I, it, my skin would break out if I yes. would wear makeup for that long of a time in yep. like stale yep. air, touching my face sometimes if I'm you yep. know, on the phone or whatever. And so, and you
0: work, explain a little bit about where you work. It's yeah. it like a absolutely. corporate.
1: Yeah. I work in a data analytics company. We recently went public. So I think I'm thinking of us as more corporate now. Mm-hmm. Um, my team is majority men. Yes. Older than me. Yes. Yes. And so it's, you know, very, it's, it's casual and it's also not a place where
0: you're not batting your eyelashes at anyone, right?
1: Like I don't care if you think I'm attractive. It's hilarious though. The days when I do wear makeup, I'll have a customer meeting or a reason where I want to just feel really put together. And so I'll put some makeup on and people are like, wow, (laughs) you look so good today. I'm like, yeah, yes the effects of
0: makeup yeah that's so funny right and the opposite of that is when you do wear makeup every day and then one day you don't people are like are you sick and they're like no I'm just not wearing mascara (laughs) I think there's something really smart about not wearing makeup to work because then you don't set a precedent you know it's like you don't like set this bar of like my face is gonna look like this every day exactly
1: and it's not like I'm going in unkempt my hair is brushed I'm dressed professionally but I'm not gonna clog my pores. I have problem skin. I always have. And I'm going to take this opportunity to bring in my toner. I have an Avion spray at my, oh my desk. my gosh, I have one too. It's so sterile. That's That's so funny.
0: Right? I literally, like the little atomizer spray. Of course. Hydration. Yes. Hydration yes. station. It's See? so, it's such a dumb thing to spend money on when you think about it because I don't know how much those things are. I just buy it because I'm obsessed with it. But yeah. it's like I'm paying for water in a can. But just to like mist your face midday with water is so it's such a nice little and how do you
1: bring it on the plane
0: oh that's the key unthinkable, travel buddy okay. to like unthinkable to even travel without it exactly. The little like that misters i buy them at sephora do you, but okay yeah, amazon class. sells them but they sell the like big ones the travel ones i can only find at sephora
1: yeah the travel ones i found at sephora like nordstrom rock maybe nordstrom mm. um the big ones though i order for my desk like The travel ones are only for travel.
0: So when you say you've you've had problem skin, Mm -hmm. because your skin looks really good to me now, what have your problems with skin been, and have they like gotten better as you've gotten older?
1: I would say I'm still figuring it out. It is not resolved. I'm not. uh, I don't look at my face and think I have clear skin. Okay. Um, When I was younger, it was worse, oily skin. Again, I guess like oily skin, that Greek, (laughs) the Greek oil skin, blackheads, big pores. Okay. And sometimes just massive sits, particularly around my moon cycle. And so,
0: sorry, back up around your moon cycle.
1: Uh, yeah, when I have my period. Oh, is that what? <laughs> I've just never it's heard just that like terminology. Cute, I think it's, it's just like a, the more ladylike way it's to realism, say it. Your guess, time of a the like month. Hippie crunchy way of saying oh, it's my period.
0: Your moon I you cycle. cycle with the moon. Really?
1: Typically, that happens. Or for me, I found that I cycled the full moon. What? way in. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this is the
0: first for me. I'm going to add this to my list of things I like Google. You know, absolutely. I was telling right. I was telling Amelia earlier tonight at dinner that I have a list of things. I write down things that I want to Google later in my spare time. So I'm going to add period moon cycles. Wow. Yeah,
1: it's fascinating.
0: That is really fascinating. Okay, so when you're on your moon cycle, which is like right,
1: <laughs> I I just get these massive zits. But one thing I found that's very helpful is tea tree oil yes melaleuca
0: mm-hmm.
1: just spot treatment do you with dilute that. it or
0: you just do straight up tea tree i'll do oil.
1: straight up essential oil for a spot treatment on a big zit otherwise if i want to just feel like a am cleansing mist if i feel like i'm really congested mm-hmm. skin wise i will um water it down
0: okay yeah because tea tree oil can be really intense it's intense but it's great if
1: you want to dry out a zit
0: true true and you put that on at night and the next morning it's like yeah, done, done, done. And it takes the swelling down to I found. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So in, in like your corporate work environment where you're like surrounded by men, mm-hmm. are there other women at the office that do dress up and like do the most and doesn't make you feel any way about the way you present yourself? Or are you just kind of like, I'm in my own lane? Or are there just like no women in your workplace? So, I think that everyone can get a strong picture in their mind
1: when they think of a developer type person in a workplace. Right. like casual t-shirts that they probably got at some tech conference. Yes, Silicon Valley. Right. So, that's very much the vibe of how people dress on my team. Oh, God. So, it's like Stanford in an office. Right. So, I feel no weirdness about wearing jeans, a comfy cotton blazer, t-shirt, and flats, Mm -hmm. and no makeup. Mm -hmm. But there are women that do look cute. They're just nowhere near my apartment. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, But also, like, when you're obviously, like, super smart and, like, making a lot of money and, like, doing amazing work, it's almost like how I look is secondary. Are you watching Silicon Valley this season? I haven't been great at keeping up with it, but somewhat. Okay, well, like, the main guy, I'm, like, forgetting his name right now, but he goes through this whole speech about how, like... This is for the nerds. Like this is our yes, thing. Like yes. you can't come in here and think that you can like charm your way and be good looking. Like this is for us. Right. It's not about looks. It's yes. about your brain. And I think that there's must be something really refreshing about that.
1: I would say it's a double. It's there's pros and cons to it, right? Because I think if I were to dress my the way that I feel like I dress when I'm my normal self out yeah. in society, people would think you
0: were ditzy. Would
1: it? listen to me exactly like I'm teaching them I'm teaching data scientists how to use our software and I personally have insecurity that they wouldn't take me seriously if I dress that way and I think it harkens back to our days at Stanford when I'd be in the electrical engineering class and be like honey are you
0: lost (laughs) I'm like no like I'm here for class dead wait I can see that because you were like doing the most but I'm saying that in the most loving way possible but like Full hair, full makeup, like right. your whole outfit. And yeah, right. and you looked very different from the average engineering student.
1: Certainly. And so you come in with a loud, boisterous, bubbly personality and some bright colored clothes. And I'm like, wait, what are you doing here?
0: I know. That's, Should you be here? That's so funny. And
1: I have to tell you, it's hard to find a study partner.
0: I know. Oh, my it's God. It's just reality.
1: So on the other hand, I feel like almost I like dress down as a way of like neutralizing. Exactly. almost Exactly. It's like, don't think of me as a cute girl. I can't be thought of in that way here if I want to be taken seriously Mm -hmm. and if I want people to listen to what I have to say. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, I'm also teaching people that are twice, triple my age. Yeah. So I try to be as almost asexual, honestly, as possible.
0: Interesting. So it doesn't detract from what you're saying or what you have to teach them. Right.
1: So that they don't assume that because I'm a girl or like a cute girl, a dressed up girl, a girl that cares about fashion, I don't know about data analytics and software. Interesting.
0: Interesting. I think true equality will be when we get to a place where we can be both.
1: Absolutely. And when you look at someone, you don't make assumptions about where they should fit in based off of that.
0: Totally. Totally. Yeah. So you're obviously a very beautiful woman. Growing up, did you understand that like what were you taught about beauty growing up i know that you were very close with your grandmother mm-hmm. who came from greece like yeah she's from a whole different how old is your grandmother she's 91 okay she's 91 yeah. so she was born in i can't even like do that math 1926 1926 yeah. <laughs> in greece i mean think about how different yeah. your life is from absolutely. hers absolutely so different she was born in the 20s in greece i mean like yeah that's her life insane. is totally different yeah what did she teach you about beauty growing up and Did you understand from a young age that you were a beautiful young woman who was also smart, but did you also understand Mm -hmm. that you were beautiful?
1: Well, my grandma taught me a lot of things. Um, I would say that she's one of the most low-maintenance beauty people that that. I know. Her main priorities in terms of beauty are protect yourself from the sun. She was always adamant from the moment I was born to wear hats, wear sunscreen, and I have to tell you, she could pass as a 70-year-old in her Yeah, she looks great. body. She looks great. I've seen lots her of Her wrinkles pictures. are very minimal. She's never done any work. She's never done any Botox. Nothing whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And her skin is phenomenal. Yeah. I wish I listened to her when I was a kid. That's and I thought it was so cool important. to be sunbathing and, like, putting on oil. No, no. I now listen to her very actively mm-hmm. and protect myself from the sun. One of her great tricks, and I still take it up from time to time, is to put Vaseline on her eyelids. it just gives this like really nice
0: sheen oh oh my gosh yes there's there's a pat mcgrath highlighter stick that lila and i are obsessed with and one of the ends is like a it's basically like vaseline yeah and it looks really cool on your eyelids that's her like one of her beauty hacks she's like i I don't wear eyeshadow i just wear vaseline
1: yes i love that i wish i listened to her when she told me not to pluck my eyebrows when i was in the sixth or seventh grade i look back at some of those pictures like oh god they bounced back they bounced back thank goodness I'm very grateful for that. But I wish I listened to that. Um, And to your other question, did I think of myself as a pretty girl? No, I never did. Really? No, I mean, I guess that maybe it's like a beauty standard thing, too. Like, in my class in elementary school growing up, it was, like, very much a blonde girl thing. Mm. And so I feel like I kind of... uh, I just didn't consider myself, like, desirable as a very small group of people Mm -hmm. looking and... And maybe it was a lack of self-love. I mm-hmm. have to be very candid there and say that I yeah. could also be it, but I never thought of myself as like, oh,
0: I'm the hot girl or whatever. I yeah. never thought that crossed my mind. It's mm-hmm. interesting because as young women, we aren't necessarily taught how to love ourselves, and it's almost yeah. like as you become older, you start learning about self-care and taking aside time for yourself and learning to change your relationship with yourself. Totally. But it's, it's interesting that we're... It's not taught to us, right?
1: Right. No, totally. I think back to my grandmother, and she loves me very much and is such a wonderful woman. But she was my harshest critic at the <laughs> end of the day. Yeah. You know, like, she, she would always just be like, I can't lie to you, honey. I have to tell you the truth. Like, you look bad, or your hair looks horrible, or oh my, God. my favorite is, you're not leaving the house like
0: that, are, are you? you? Oh, my God. <laughs> well and you have to think you have to put it into (laughs) context what she was saying to you imagine what her mother said to her right you know what I mean of course
1: of course and so it's very much a generally generational thing I remember the first time I got my ears pierced Actually, it was like the first time I got an ear piercing that wasn't your lobe, but Mm -hmm. in my cartilage or whatnot, Just like, you look like a woman of the night. (laughs) (laughs) There's just a little bit of a disconnect on what's okay in popular
0: society. That's so funny. That's so funny. So as you've gotten older, what kinds of things have you done to like, I don't know, improve your self-esteem or your relationship Mm -hmm. with yourself?
1: work in progress yeah Yeah. and that's all of us very much a work in progress things that I do are self-love routines Mm -hmm. I like and self-care routines I very much am a big believer in yeah setting time aside to just be with myself maybe take a bath do Mm -hmm. my face mask yes paint my toes yes maybe like do thread my thread my face yeah (laughs) you know it's that is an act of self-love is like, I care enough about you today to take Mm -hmm. care of you. I think that I feel like yoga is a a practice of self-love and helps me just get into my body and feel how good it feels to be here and how grateful I am for the life I've been granted. And, and when I put it in the context of gratitude, Mm. And I see all the things I love around me and the people that I have in my life. I'm like, there must be something right about me. You know, I must be doing something right. If I, if these people want to spend
0: time with me who I admire and adore so much. Yes. Yes. You have a lot of, a lot of fans. (laughs) (laughs) You did something so amazing. I think it was over New Year's. You went to this like hardcore meditation retreat. Yes. Please, please tell me about it. Okay. So
1: it's a 10 day silent
0: retreat. 10 days of silence. 10 days
1: of silence, 10 hours a day of meditation.
0: You can't talk you at can't all, talk.
1: ever. It's very challenging. I'm not going to pretend it's easy and that it was just
0: this blissful, enchanting experience. Okay. The first three days are a struggle. Okay. So, like, help me help me set the scene. Like, mm-hmm. explain. So, so, I
1: drove to Northern California, about mm, two hours north of San Francisco to the Redwoods, to this place called Kelseyville. Kelseyville yes and there's a Vipassana meditation center there okay there's many throughout the United States we're actually very blessed that there are so many available to us and it's all donation based so if you have the impetus to go and learn how to meditate in the Vipassana fashion which was actually taught by Gautama the Buddha and preserved by monks in Tibet for the last 2,000 years and it wasn't until I believe the 90s That this man, this Tibetan man, found the practice of Vipassana, and it changed his life. He was a very prominent businessman, killing it from a financial standpoint, from a Western standpoint. But was getting these debilitating migraines, and Mm -hmm. saw the best doctors around the world. He had the means, and nothing healed him. And he comes to meet this monk and study Vipassana meditation, and it turns out that the migraines are psychosomatic. Mm. And so he made it his life mission to um, make these centers available for everyone at no cost. Anyway, so I show up and they're like these really lovely little cabins, super simple, yeah, uh, basic cots, bathroom. You share it with a couple other people who you only exchange a couple words to on the first day. Otherwise, you're encouraged oh not to
0: look anyone in the eye.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> it's really challenging not Wait. to talk when you can't,
0: you know, if you look someone in the eye. I, so I'm one of those people who will get a table for one at a rest, like at an outdoor cafe and watch people walk by and make up their entire life story. Mm-hmm. The stories that I would make about people okay. that I saw every day for 10 days in complete silence. I mean, what are these people like? Are they old? Are they young? Are All of they- the above. Interesting.
1: Yeah, all of the above, and I certainly do, like,
0: in my are there tenets. any, like, hot people, like, really hot guys? Well, men
1: and women are also separate, so oh. I'm not actually crossing paths with any men during the, like, we, we meditate in the same hall, but you have separate entrances, you come from separate sides, you have separate sides of the dining area where they feed you. Wow. okay. You never, like, interact, so it's not a thought on your mind.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I guess that's, like, assuming some, it's assuming everyone is heterosexual, but. Yeah. I, I could imagine that it would be distracting to have like really good looking. Yeah,
1: I mean, you also have to think if you're meditating ten hours a day, you are wearing the most comfortable clothes possible. Yes, and they also recommend that you don't wear like full on yoga pants. Like it's distracting. You're encouraged to wear shirts that like, go below your butt. Like loose. You're not. Just, yeah, yeah, it's not. We're not trying to be sexy here. We're trying to be comfortable and meditate and go inside of ourselves and like have an active interior life not an exterior life and so that exterior kind of goes away when you do spend so much time in the interior if that makes sense like I'm spent you spend so much time in yourself that that actually becomes the prevailing thought while the first three days are challenging you're like oh oh shit like what did I get myself into and even like later on in the cycle there are times when I'm like fuck like i need to get out of here. my language but like i need to get out of here like i can't do this i'm like then i look myself in the mirror like yes you can you can't be alone with yourself in silence for 10 days if that's not possible then
0: you have real problems i, I have real problems that's
1: That's just how i framed it with myself i'm yeah. not gonna say to anyone that they have problems if they can't do that it's very challenging it was a personal choice to go there and do that but, are you allowed to have a phone no, of course not. You give your phone up. You you aren't even allowed to have like a book to read or a journal to write in. Although I did sneak a journal in this time because you can't thing. have a
0: book or a journal. No, no, like you aren't. Oh my god, Amelia, really my anxiety thoughts. just like I just think hearing most this. people
1: would feel that way, right? But isn't oh, it I empowering? Know, wouldn't you imagine it's empowering? I wouldn't get through it's it. Not so it would be what have to do. I bad. didn't give myself the choice. I think that's what you have to go in with that mentality mm-hmm. of like. 10 days, it's going to be over. Come, You know, whatever happened. like, I might lose my mind, but in 10 days, it's going to be over. There's
0: a finite, definite end. Wow. Can I ask, if it's not too personal to no, ask, what was the impetus? What, because yeah. it's a very dramatic right.
1: thing so this, to do. Yeah. What, what
0: happened that made you think this is something that I need for myself?
1: Well, this was actually the second time I've done it. I did Wait, it once before. Twice. Yeah, this was the second time I've done it. And the first time I went uh, was, I think, right after we graduated or recently after we graduated. Okay. And you're in the turmoil. Of like, who am I? What am I doing in mm-hmm. this world? Where mm-hmm. do I fit in? First job anxiety and oh being like, God. oh, my God, this can't be it. Like, this can't be life. What yeah. do I do? I wasn't prepared. Yeah. And I went to this center and I had a profound experience that has has changed me from that moment on. Now, second time around was not as groundbreaking. The impetus mm-hmm. for going was that I was in a cycle of depression, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. I was feeling really low, I was not taking good care of myself and I felt like it was getting a little out of control and mm-hmm. I thought back to the time I'd spent there before. And in the time that you I've meditated or especially for this intensity, it feels like you melt the stress and anxiety off of your body and mm-hmm. I can't explain it other than, like, it didn't feel like I was walking, but I was moving. Like, I felt so light in my heart and in Mm -hmm. myself that it was as if I was floating through life. And that's how good it felt. And so I was just trying to get even, like, the smallest taste of that. Like, this is how I can turn things around. Mm -hmm. I remember feeling I had an abundance of energy and I could take over, do whatever I wanted. You know, I wasn't concerned. I let a lot of it go. And so kind of feeling like I had this negative cycle of thought of action and wanting something more and knowing that life is better than this. I went again and it really opened my heart and my mind to see some really
0: key, uh, some things that I was missing. It's so interesting that, because I would imagine that when you're going through like a very depressing time period or when you're, when you're dealing with things that are really difficult or you're neglecting yourself, the last thing you want to do is sit with yourself and your thoughts. I think yeah. that for me at least, if I am feeling Fair. any negative feelings, it's like escapism. I want to end the bad feelings as quickly yeah. as possible by distracting myself by doing something else, which is probably not the healthiest thing to do, but I think it's just natural. Well,
1: that being said, I'd spent the months prior in a like bra- bravo
0: whole like reality like television
1: Doordash, just like getting food sent to the house mm-hmm. not cooking watching bravo all the right. time like all signs point to not healthy i know but i'm so i'm so happy
0: that you're talking about this because one i think the stigma needs to go away mm-hmm. and because people don't openly speak about having these feelings yeah when they do have them they feel shame and shame causes you to feel I don't know, that you can't do anything to overcome it because you're too embarrassed to even admit that, you know?
1: Of course, of course, I totally agree. I think in a lot of, outside of mental health, we're accustomed to acknowledging when things aren't quite right.
0: Yes, yes, that is so true. That's so true.
1: I mean, and we saw it at Stanford as well, so prevalent where people are suffering internally and maybe even get to the point where they're hurting themselves or, you Mm -hmm. know, and you're just like, wait, what? Yeah. Because there's not a dialogue about it.
0: There, it. There's a lot of shame around it. And... Why do you think that is? And like, this, I'm asking myself this question too. What can we do to be, to change that, right? Because it's not yeah. going to change unless collectively we as a society want it to change. Do you think it's just a question of being more open about it? I think certainly being open about it is helpful. I also
1: think that You know, in America, there's such a rhetoric of pull yourself up by your bootstraps and be your own person and save yourself. Well, if you're dealing with stuff internally inside, sometimes you do need someone to guide you out of the darkness and confusion that is your mental health Mm -hmm. at that moment. And also, it's not your fault, you know, I think in so many times, even like addiction, we look at addiction and we look at that person and be like, you're making an active choice to, right. no, to but it's a throw away your life. No, it's a disease. Exactly. And I think that as we start to migrate over to the understanding that mental health issues aren't something that we're choosing, right. it's not something that... Uh, Signifies weakness of character or of exactly, self, exactly.
0: I mean, if someone, then if so, people would be
1: more comfortable talking about it, sorry to interrupt. No, no, no.
0: I, I was just thinking about um, this addiction campaign that I saw. It was comparing someone who was getting chemotherapy treatment with an addict, and basically imagine telling someone who is getting chemotherapy like you're so weak, like you fucked your right. life up. S- addiction is a disease, yeah. the same way cancer is a disease. No right. one chooses to be an addict. It's a sickness. And these are sick people that need help, but because we shame addiction so much and we make people feel like they there's something wrong with them for having an addiction, right. they don't get the help that they need. Exactly right. And instead of blaming each other, all
1: the people around us, in my heart of hearts, I truly believe that every day all of us are trying to, we're being our best self that we can muster at that moment. Mm. We all want to live a good
0: life. We all want to live a happy, full
1: life of beauty and happiness Mm -hmm, and love mm -hmm, and all mm -hmm. the things and we're just doing the best we can at that moment maybe my trying as hard as I can doesn't look as good as someone else yes but never forget that that person that addict laying on the street is trying the best they can do you think they would choose that for themselves if they had the choice no they're trying the best they can true so we can just give each other a little more compassion Mm -hmm. And love, I think that it would open up the dialogue a lot. Because what are we afraid of? At the end of the day, we're afraid of being judged. judged. Yes, exactly. But if I open up about my stuff with someone, it's amazing how quickly that onion opens. Yes, and you yeah. get through the layers, and you get to have a real, genuine, meaningful conversation with mm-hmm. someone, which is so much more fulfilling for me, anyways, than talking about oh, what this celebrity did. This that I know. Small that.
0: talk is like the death of me.
1: You know, it's just not getting to that human core of connection that yes. we're all
0: seeking. Yes. And so you leave the retreat, obviously. Mm-hmm. How has the practice of meditating for extremely long amounts of time mm-hmm. and kind of tapping into yourself and your interior thoughts, how has that helped you deal with like issues of depression mm-hmm. currently? Well, I
1: think that some of the states you're able to achieve in deep depression... Having had that experience and being able to remember it and remember that that is possible is uh, just so relieving. Just, mm-hmm. to, um, I would say that my practice isn't where I want it to be. Like I'm not living like in my ideal world. I'm someone that wakes up at five a.m. I meditate, I <laughs> See, work out, okay. and I exercise.
0: Like, but, but that's if how everyone I- meant to be. That so. Every, I think everyone secretly wants to be a morning person. Yes. I think that's like that's yes. like a mark of success. Like yeah. everyone in their heart of hearts like wants to be the kind of person right. that wakes up at 6 a.m. Right. and goes for a run. I am not that person. I've kind of reached a point where I no longer even want to be that person because yeah. I feel like it is not in the cards for me. It is not yeah. who I'm meant to be.
1: Well, I read this book called The Morning Miracle. Oh gosh, my husband has also read this book, and
0: like (laughs) he like wakes up at six a.m. starts playing classical music and journaling and meditating, and I'm like, (laughs) but low key, those days are the best fucking days. Yes, okay. Like you
1: feel like you can take over the world. So while I don't, I think it's I'm holding myself to an unattainable standard. If I think I'm going to be that person every day, if I can be that person three to four days a week. Yeah, my life has changed. And I'm still working on building that habit. As you know, I'm kind of a gypsy at the moment, moving from place to place. But um, overall, I would say that the biggest impact meditation has had on me is one, like how I have relationships with my family. Hmm. It helped me like work through some stuff with them and also find patience. Like for, for example, when you're dealing with 91-year-old people, they speak really slow, and they add a lot of detail. So for someone like me who's like, get to the point, like, let's <laughs> yeah, go, yeah. I'm moving, let's group, I, I could finish your sentence, you have to just sit there with yourself and wait, and that's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. And, or if you're ever, like, in line for something, and you're getting really annoyed, you're like, God, it's brunch time, like, I want it now, I can't yeah. wait the 45 minutes, yeah. sometimes you just go to that quiet place in yourself, and you find your yeah. enjoyment. You know, <laughs> it's, it's enriching time. And yeah. so, instead of Feeling bored or annoyed, mm-hmm. if I'm in traffic or if I'm waiting
0: in line or yeah. I'm waiting for yeah. a table,
1: I go into that place. Yes, and yes, It makes
0: me feel very happy and content yes. in that moment. It reminds me of I, you know, I love. I'm going to like totally butcher his name. Tik Not Han. The Tik Not Han. Yes. yes, I'm obsessed with him. Me too. And he has this great um, portion in his book. I think it's Peace in Every Step about yes. how. He was, like, difficult person at the checkout. Perfect. Great. An opportunity yes. to practice love in your mm-hmm. Buddhist philosophy. Um, you know, rain and horrible traffic on your way to somewhere important. Great. Wonderful. An opportunity exactly. to practice patience. It's like you kind of take the challenges in life as opportunities to practice mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. and patience and mindfulness. Yeah. Absolutely. I can see that.
1: Absolutely instead of falling victim to my thoughts and where they might take me, we talked about self-love before we talked Mm -hmm. about impatience or whatever it might be. My thoughts, if they're driving that train, I can go way off the rails and not be in a good place. But if I stop myself and say, wait a minute, like that's my monkey mind. That's my reptilian brain Mm -hmm. going off because that's how I've been taught to survive. And it thinks this negative thoughts really important. I need to hold on to it. And, Mm -hmm. just ruminate on it instead I can stop myself and be like wait a minute that is my monkey mind that's not my self Amelia that's Mm -hmm. not my true self thinking those things that's just this weird
0: that's my programming yes that's how you it's so interesting that you bring up this thing about uh, how you talk to yourself because I think a lot of people have really negative Mm self-talk and I feel fortunate. I think my parents like went a little bit overboard. Like <laughs> every single day, they would be like, "What are you?" and I would like repeat back, "Special." Like, "What Aww. are you bringing?" I'm special. Like, I watch videos of it, and I'm like, That's "You're creating so a monster." <laughs> no, I'm like, No. I'm like five That's years old. So and I'm like, is. I'm special. <laughs> like, they taught me to always be like very like positive in the way that I think about myself. That's really beautiful. But sometimes I, I catch myself like really negative self-talk like Mm. oh my god like how could you fuck this up like what and I'm like whoa 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 like you wouldn't want anyone else to talk to you like this why are you talking to yourself this way like this is not this is not the way to talk to yourself but you have to be aware that that's even happening to know to stop it
1: Right, else you'll just keep going down the rabbit hole.
0: I know. And I
1: saying, this is why you're bad. This is why you're wrong. This right. is why you don't deserve what you want. Like Right, and you create that
0: story for yourself. Exactly. And then and you stick
1: to it. Of course. The more detailed the narrative
0: becomes, the harder it is to shed
1: that narrative, right.
0: I think. So, growing up, you were saying that you didn't feel, like, as beautiful. hmm How have you, like, changed your internal narrative to get to a place where you can look in the mirror and be like, I'm bomb, mm-hmm. I know I look good.
1: That's a great question. I don't know if it's, like, one of those things that comes with time. Mm-hmm. Maybe I found enough people that found, like, my particular flavor of beauty attractive and, mm-hmm. like, reinforced that. I know it's really lame to say it's coming from these outside sources, but I'm still working on the strength of self to not yeah. care about it. I've just, like, found people are like, wow, your body type is, ex- you know, the body type that I like.
0: Or "Oh yeah, you are, you know, as opposed... That, I'm actually so happy that you said that because I think when you're younger... You think everyone has to be this like perfect cheerleader right. body type, right. and actually, there's one mold. You know, exactly. there's one mold for what you think is pretty. Exactly, and yeah. then you get older, and you realize that, like, let's say you're like six two as a woman, and you're super self conscious about that. Yeah. There is a guy that is like just looking for a girl over exactly. six That's like He's been the hottest for whole life. thing in the world, <laughs> yes. in, you know. So it's like everything that you may be like self conscious about, and you feel like oh, people won't like me because of this. Like that is exactly what. It will be perfect for someone.
1: Yeah. Exactly, like there's so many different tastes and styles out there in the world that I think you just have to accept that people resonate with you and you will resonate with them. Yes, and yes, and
0: if people haven't reiterated that for you, you just
1: haven't found the right people yet. Totally,
0: and you have a very handsome boyfriend. <laughs> if we <if laughs> yes, talk about if I here. do say
1: so myself, yes, really thank you.
0: What do you know? Have you ever asked him like what it was about you that attracted? Like what was he attracted to immediately? Well, if I'm honest, it's just like he was just I like bad
1: ass. The, it's all about the ass. <laughs> it's really all about the
0: ass. <laughs> oh my gosh, men are so particular. I'd like right. to say it's you know my striking personality, yeah. but I know it's all the ass. Yeah, so yeah. he was like that body. that's just like what I wanted yeah. and then I like found out that you were like an incredibly smart intelligent woman Second. you know we were actually friends for like three months before
1: we okay. started getting physical okay I think it was always like sexual without being yeah you know without yeah. like reaching that but, but we worked at the same company at the time so there was all that like sexual office tension in the air we'd be like on Skype for business all day just (laughs) oh my god sending each other videos I think it was the moment when I was like yes you have to listen to this Chief Keef song at 6am he agreed with me I was like oh (laughs) it's love yeah
0: so how has you know being in a relationship changed like do you do anything different with your makeup or the way you dress because you're now in a relationship or you just like keep it the same
1: Ah, uh, that's a great question. Does he give you, like,
0: points of view about... No,
1: he's very, like, he just wants to wear his workout clothes all day. He's super comfortable. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't care. Sometimes I'm like, I want an opinion.
0: Yeah. And
1: then he'll tell me his opinion. I'm like, actually, I want- <laughs> like, I know what you thought about that thing I bought you the other week, so I don't accept yeah. your opinion. Yeah. You're not right. No, he's yeah. cute. He he just, like, gives me a lot of encouragement and That's tells nice. me I'm beautiful. I feel like, if anything, maybe sometimes it makes me want to get dressed up more. Like, yeah. when we have our date nights, I'm like, I want to look really cute. Yeah. And if it were just me... I would still be doing the same office routine, and then yeah. I probably wouldn't be. I mean, I'm sure I would be getting dressed up to like, go meet people or whatever. But yeah. it's nice to have someone to get dressed up for and yeah. like wear, you know, all of the maybe like lingerie that yeah. you know they're going to see later, I and know. it's like an exciting yeah. process.
0: Yeah, from purchase to to end the result. moment yeah. revealing it. It's exactly. so funny though about lingerie because. It really is more about women, because I think guys don't really care about the lingerie you're wearing, but because you feel so sexy, I think I have at least observed that men get turned on when you are turned on, and, like, when you feel sexy. True. So it's, like, because the lingerie makes you feel a way, then they're, like, they can sense that. True. I also think it's the whole, like, you're putting on for me. Like, we've been in a
1: relationship now for just about four years, and... It's exciting when you're like, oh, yes, there's still effort being put yes. in here. Like yes. I still care. I still want you to think I'm sexy. Like I don't want it to be casual and like I'm wearing my like t-shirt and like that's fine sometimes, yeah. but like we don't need to lose
0: the luster oh, and yeah. the sparkle and excitement yeah. just because we've been together for a while. Totally. I had I had Maybe, like, a year into being married, I went through a rampage of throwing out, like, every, like, ugly t-shirt, like, anything Mm. that had, like, the smallest hole in it. Like, why? Like, underwear that has a hole in it, just, like, throw it away. needs to go. just needs to go. It's, like, not cute. It's not. And I would be like, oh, it's, like, my period underwear. No. No. Never okay. Never acceptable. You have to, I think, you have to remember to keep it cute. Even if you've been with someone for a long time, even if you've totally. been married for 30 years, you really have to make sure that, you know, Totally. you look good at all times. I
1: agree. I have a question, though. What, what are your thoughts on, like, matching your underwear, like, bra to undies? Is that
0: something you do often? I am very strange in that everything I have is black. No, that's perfect. I feel like that's yeah. the strategy. All of my bras I are matching black. matching to buy all the same
1: color. All but what of you my do underwear when you wear, black. like, a nude top, you have a couple nude things, or like. No, I would just wear a black bra. Hmm yeah all black everything I agree with that yeah. strategy yeah yeah I just then I, you don't have to worry about it yeah. there's something like so sexy with a matching combo yes so I have it like yeah, it's like one okay. step before
0: lingerie yes like hanky panky I think yeah. it's called I have like some of their lace um bra and underwear mm-hmm. that's what I bought at the sample sale that I'll wear sometimes nice.
1: they actually have a product that I'm recently obsessed with and I'm like a curvy woman woman so like yes. for those of you out there they have these amazing high-waisted underwear oh, love
0: a good high-waisted. that are so attra- it's
1: a high-waisted thong
0: whoa so it's
1: like one really cute like I had a dress that came too low and I used it as like a lace background but I also just enjoy it for the shape that it the silhouette that it
0: creates yes. for me yes
1: you know it's like hips there but then waist little it's a nice oh, I combo love yeah. so highly recommend it I'm, I'm grateful for the high-waisted underwear Movement.
0: Yes. And I love I have I have so many bikinis now that are really high waisted. Exactly. Like where has this been? God, the memory of like, the low the rise. Worst trend. The low rise. Everyone had plumber's butt every exactly. single day. Like I don't it's know why we thought that was look. cute.
1: Especially for you, we can appreciate this. For like girls with an ass. Like Exactly. You can't you have to buy jeans two sizes bigger just to fit it over the ass and then they're not gonna stay up on their own. Exactly.
0: Exactly. It's miserable. The struggle is too real. So real. Um so, what other beauty products or beauty trends are you really loving right now? Okay, well,
1: there's this product that I'm obsessed with. Um, I think they're like Wilma Schumann. They're collagen hydrating eye masks.
0: Okay, you showed me this in the bathroom. They look. It looks like a science project. Okay,
1: it's like this amazing jelly thing that you put under your eyes, and it has a serum on it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, when I love them most is if I've been drinking the night before, the next day. Mm. If you've seen me hungover, you know I'm a nightmare. I've never seen you hungover. So interesting. Well, because in college, I didn't get hungover. Now, I was actually
0: being sarcastic. I've seen, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you. I've seen you in but all states. Yeah, yeah
1: i've tried to optimize it but really liquor and i just don't get along so
0: honestly it doesn't i think it's poison poison, right exactly (laughs) like all signs point to it like people throw up you feel dizzy you have a headache it's not good for you okay so i still haven't figured
1: out how to avoid alcohol in my life i still can have a great time drinking but anyways i feel miserable and swollen yeah and like absolutely don't want to go out into the world the next day but oftentimes, I don't want to lose a whole day to like cave hungover <laughs> status, and it's not very fun. So yeah. I'll put these eye pads under my eye, and I immediately feel better. They're like tingly uh, and refreshing. Uh, it also helps with the
0: swelling that okay. happens under my eyes after I'm hungover. Okay. It sounds like, but I, I do frozen green tea bags over my eyes if they're swollen. It That's probably amazing. a better solution
1: and more economical. I just feel like when I'm feeling so low and, you just want this, and like, like luxurious. i just want to treat myself. Yeah. Exactly. Like and where I you to- buy these? I buy them from Birchbox.
0: Okay, um, I'll put the I link like in the there. I like the Birchbox
1: points. I'm sure you can find them on Amazon okay. or like a Sephora. It's It's not a Korean beauty brand. It's like a, I imagine it's an American brand okay. or something And you like love, that.
0: you're like really into like Korean beauty I'm
1: stuff. really into Korean beauty stuff. I yeah. just feel like I trust the people who are doing the research. Yeah. And they've invested a lot more oh in my their God. technology and their understanding. And they do take a, uh. Um, like, almost a more natural approach. Like, I feel like a lot of the primary ingredients, while well, not all of the products are by any means, like, natural by our standards, the active ingredient is
0: something like a natural enzyme. Does it bother you that you cannot read the labels a thousand percent I'm just, just like I'm just like I hate it. I'm just like I'm looking at this packaging, it's all in Korean. I'm, and I'm just gonna take people's it. word for it that this is like yeah. okay when I'm putting on my skin, but I don't really know what is yeah. in this. I don't know what the regulations are. I don't know if I'm even buying this from a place that's legit. I don't so, know. I so what you
1: need to check out is this online store called Peach and Lily. I would Peach say it's Lily. the birch box of Korean beauty. You can get your sample box, your monthly sample box if you want. And it's it's great. They have fantastic reviews because of course they're send, sending out the sample boxes so you can read what other people think about them yes. and i
0: appreciate that do you remember buying beauty products before reviews yeah it was like a, it was a crapshoot exactly <laughs> i mean i think now i don't buy anything without reading no. several reviews of course anything, anything doing all this research and yeah i mean that just wasn't around 10 years ago like we're so, we have so no. much inform we have so much access to information, which exactly. is great because it really holds the beauty products uh, beauty companies accountable. Mm-hmm. Like Got I don't that. know, I know Kim Kardashian just made like an insane, insane amount of money with her makeup line that she right. just released. Her contouring pack. Her cont. Oh yes. my god! Which I still like, haven't learned to contour, but it's whatever. fine. We don't yeah. have to ever learn. It's it's ridiculous because most people aren't on television, so I don't know why everyone needs to like have their face beat like a drag queen. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> I wonder, and I don't know, I don't know what the reviews are like, but someone with her profile and status cannot release a product like that and not expect to get, like, tons of reviews, right? So people are going to know within the first, people are probably, and I don't, I'm not like, I'm not in her target demo of someone who would want to buy her stuff, but people know by now, the product's been up for a few days, if it's even worth the money or not, because so many, everyone has done their review. But don't you
1: also think she has, like, the Kim K version of a beehive? Like there are going to be people who are going to write reviews just because of who she is, and write good reviews because they love her and want to be her, and not because of
0: any efficacy of the product. Totally, but I think that there are like these trusted beauty bloggers and right. YouTubers yes. that people they have gotten to where they have gotten to by being like no nonsense and true, yes. not yes. sugarcoating I things, those girls. and that's what gives them credibility. So, like, they're not going to. Is accept- there someone that you prefer to go to their
1: reviews and their? assessment of a product
0: um I really love Pixie Wu she's like this UK okay. based um makeup blogger she's she's been around for like forever mm-hmm. I don't have like a go-to I don't I think it's funny the YouTube tutorials I can follow along every single step like in slow motion and I it will just not look the same no, like, it's, it's just, never I'm like same. I'm using the same brushes the same not products true. I'm following all the same steps. like my smoky I just doesn't look like yours no. and I don't know where what at what point things are going wrong so right. I kind of have like a love hate I honestly I just like watch it like tv like I don't even try to follow along anymore I'm just like oh this is interesting like uh-huh. maybe one day I'll do yeah. something like this but probably not you take like one little trick here and there but you can yeah. not take the full process yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot and actually a makeup artist explained it to me they said it's not even the brushes or the products it's like the weight that you're applying with your hand right. it's like the it's the it's, a, it's the brush stroke right? right it's like there is an art to doing great makeup of course and like if
1: Picasso had a YouTube channel and was going <laughs> paint stroke by paint stroke showing me I have all the colors I have all the paint brushes, I could not do that exactly yeah exactly it's the same thing for sure exactly and I also think
0: some people can do makeup on themselves really well because they know the you know right they know their face better than anyone yeah of course so well and sometimes just like looking in the sometimes it's just not the same so yeah I totally agree
1: it's challenging
0: I've I've kind of given up on learning new things you have I'm just gonna go basic you're like you're, a, you're, like, a makeup expert. I'd say you're, like... Really?
1: I, I really feel like I did all my learning in high school yeah. when I was, like, strong in the Greek community, and there was, like, such a... Like, anything that you went to, you had to have eyelashes on for, which is just unrealistic <laughs> and just ridiculous. So funny. And, and to think about the fact that I was, like, 15 or 16 at the time, right. too, it was
0: just too much. I but, know. My friends and I always joke, like, when we look at pictures of us at, like, right? 16, we were, like... We, like, Rachel and I will always say, like, baby hookers. Like, we would look exactly. like exactly baby hookers it's like what were we were doing mortifying. the most it's mortifying and of course I wouldn't listen to anyone
1: be like oh you shouldn't be wearing that or like is that a little too much my grandma mostly saying those things of <laughs> course but it's funny looking at teenagers now and thinking gosh like I thought I knew no one could tell me anything I, I thought know. I had it
0: down I know but it's, it's also like a rite of passage of course and of course that's hilarious it kind of like warms my heart like I see girls freezing on the streets with their coats <laughs> exactly. and their mini and I'm like adorable like cute there, I, I am literally wrapped up in an oversized cashmere sweater <laughs> driving just... to go home and watch Netflix as yes. I like, pass you in exactly. your miniskirts. Have fun. <laughs> I did it. I served my time. Exactly. I have now retired. You're and married. And I'm done. Thank I'm you. Done. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Um, any? Are there any like beauty trends or products that you've tried and like, were horrible or just beauty trends that you've been seeing that you just really don't like? Okay, so along the Korean beauty...
1: Line one Mm -hmm. thing I do like you said is it don't like first.
0: Well, okay, no. If there are other things you do like, tell me. Tell me more things you do like. I would say like I don't like
1: some of the products within this line, but I like the process. It's called a sleep mask. It's a particular product that's only sold, I think, in for Biden Korean beauty brands, and it's basically extra layer of hydration. So you have your toner, then you have your serum, then you have your sleep mask, and then maybe you put a heavy duty moisturizer on top of that.
0: Or maybe you just do the sleep mask. This feels like, I'm sorry, this feels like marketing spin. I just.
1: Well, you know, whenever you can create a new need. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> yeah. okay,
0: serum was like this thing a few years ago. And it was, right. Everyone needs to buy a serum. Right. And now they're creating a step after serum. That's a sleep mask before your moisturizer. Exactly. Like come the fuck on. Right, but I low-key really like it. (laughs) You're like, but I'm a victim of it. Okay, But I have this, like, snail goo thing that makes my skin glow. Okay, okay. So you do a a toner and then a serum, and then you do... That and I do not do a
1: moisturizer on top of it because okay. I, I personally feel like a sense of claustrophobia or like suffocation <laughs> when I have so many layers on my skin. Yeah, like you know how like many I to breathe?
0: How real. many layers can you put on your skin right. before you go to bed? Right. Okay, so the snail goo, you're into it. I'm really into it. Okay, I, my skin like what is it called?
1: I honestly couldn't tell you. That's the thing about the crazy Yeah, because like, you brands. don't know. It's what really it hard is. for me to recommend them because I forget the name. All I yeah. know is it has snail in it, and I like you just, it. Just like see a I'll picture send, of the snail, I'll take a picture of it. Okay, it okay, I'll them. put it in
0: the show notes also. Um,
1: but there are there are wins and losses like that can be really slimy. And no one wants to feel that way. So I guess it just Is it depends, actually from snails? Yes, a thousand percent is like snail not excrement, that's not the oh right Oh my one. god. But I, I could imagine live it's without just this. like what snails sweat and it's just gooey. But it's no. just full it, my skin glows. Really? Yeah.
0: I mean your skin does beautiful, but
1: um, it's so okay. does glow. This is
0: this is just reminding me why I love having this podcast. Just not even this podcast. I love talking to women about beauty because it could be the woman. Any woman on the street, you could ask her what she does for her skin. And, like, someone's like, I'm putting snail slime on my face at night. Like, every single (laughs) woman. I just encourage women to talk to other women, even a complete stranger, about what do you do to your face in the morning? What do you do to your skin before you go to sleep? And you will have, like, the most in-depth conversation. And we're all walking around here. Every woman you see is walking around doing these, like, we all do these crazy things. And it's just so so interesting, you know? And I
1: feel like... In a way, maybe sometimes women aren't as encouraged to share it unless you're with your intimate girlfriends. Because right. it's this, still this, like... We're instilled with a sense of competition with one another. Mm, but it's yeah. like, no, let's all win together. Like, yeah, what's your yes. secret? What's yes, my secret? Yes, I'm yes. so grateful for all the people yes. out there who are sharing the
0: tricks of the trade. Yes, yes. I don't yes. have the time to do the personal research. Oh my god, yeah. And also, what's better than a word of mouth recommendation? Exactly. I don't need I don't some editor that. No, Amazon
1: review will yeah. get me the
0: way my friend telling me this product works phenomenally. Exactly. With them. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So the snail goo.
1: I'm, snail I need to try goo. it. Yeah, sleep masks. A, okay, sleep masks. Okay, but I've just gotten rid of my moisturizer to be honest like in the morning I'll do my toner serum sunblock Sun- and then of course. of course and then in the evening I'll do my toner serum sleep mask and so I've gotten rid of the moisturizer because I always felt so your sleep mask
0: is just your moisturizer
1: basically is how I'm With using it name. it's not how they market it of course
0: yeah oh my gosh yeah. you need something else so okay what products or trends do you not like hmm
1: what don't I like I'm trying to think about it to be honest um Maybe, I just, like, I feel like I see so many people with fake lashes now. I've never, like, I'm lucky that that's not something I'm stressed about. But I, like, worry for their eyes. And I stopped. I stopped. Right? It burns your eyes, right? Like, I see people who are, like, my eyes burning. What could it be? I'm like, well, maybe it's your lash. Like, I'm sorry to point it
0: out, but. It's, like, glue and foreign object in your eyes. (gasps) I didn't even have, like, actually one time I had, like, a bad reaction when I was getting it done. But I think that it makes your own eyelashes fall out. And then even I'm just sure. beyond that, psychologically, like, in my interview with Lucy, we called it the eyelash addiction oh, spiral. I, I laughed so hard in that episode. But it's true. Yeah. You get used to seeing your eyes this right. way, and it's amazing. Like, I'm, I can imagine. It yeah. looks bomb. You're just like, my eyes are so cute. Like yeah. you just It looks amazing, because you wake up, and you have this full set of gorgeous lashes, but then it comes out, eventually, and then you just have to keep going, keep going, keep going, right. keep going. It's an ending it And then you don't feel beautiful
1: outcome I guess my whole goal in my beauty regimen is to not make it so cumbersome like the more things that are added to it and the more expense that's added to it the more frustrated I feel totally and the more that little rebel rebellious voice comes back like why am I not good enough as I am and makes me want to just cut everything out completely which is not the solution for (laughs) me at least like to anyone who wants to do that by all means more power to you but like I just want to look good and feel good without it being a thousand dollar a month 20 hour a week habit
0: yes yes so my brother said something to me once that really stuck with me and kind of disturbed me but he was like you all of this crap to your skin what if you just stopped like what would happen he's like if you just washed your face with a bar of soap exactly what would happen and I was and I Maybe it is just because I am I would like to think this because it supports all the crazy time that I spend ah. investing in skincare. But I would like to think that all of the stuff I'm doing does make a difference because I would compare it to like working out and eating right. If I just stopped working out and stopped eating right, yes, there would be right. a difference in my body. So if I stopped Certainly. treating my skin well, I would assume there would be a difference, but I've never tried. I mean, yeah. maybe And I'm, you
1: have beautiful, glowing, glowing thank you. skin. I can tell you, if I go one night without washing my makeup off Ugh. and putting on my toner, I will, 99%
0: of the time, have a new zit the next day. I mean, I wouldn't know because I can't go to sleep without my... I, I, I literally can't fall asleep. Feeling. I cannot fall asleep with makeup on. Right. I've just no. been, like, conditioned out of it.
1: No, I can't. Like, I feel disgusting the next day. Yeah,
0: it is not a good feeling. I haven't brushed my teeth and washed my
1: face. Even if I don't put on my serum, but like in the ideal world, I do that. Yeah. I don't feel good the next day. Like, true. I just want to, I just, I find those are the days where I'm snoozing, snoozing, snoozing and rolling over because I don't want to mm-hmm. be up in the world because I feel
0: disgusted. Yes. One of my favorite quotes from Diana Vreeland is the way that you feel going to sleep is the mm-hmm. way you feel waking up. So true. So, like, I love a night when like I get into bed and I'm not, ex- I'm not like depleted, exhausted, but I feel. Like, I'm ready for bed, but I also feel like I've cleaned my face. Right. I'm, like, wearing nice pajamas. Right. The ri- the wind-down ritual. Yes. And then I wake up Essential. feeling amazing. Right. I totally agree. Yeah. Okay. Anything else that you don't like?
1: Honestly, like, I'm just over... Maybe it's, like, I lived in Orange County for too long, but I'm just over feeling, like, if I'm not getting, a, like, microdermabrasion or, like, laser therapy to my skin at 28 or, like, Botox, then somehow I'm... Yeah. Not keeping up with my, you know, keeping up appearances or something. I, it's I'm really just overhearing that and having that conversation.
0: I actually had a very, I love my dermatologist. Um, I asked her, because I, you know, I do all of this stuff at home. I make my own face masks. You know, I'm very, so prolific. very, you know, kitchen beautician. And I said, you know, do I need to be getting facials? Because if you go to get a facial, they'll be like, when was your last facial? And you'll be like, right. ah, six months ago. And they're like, mm-hmm, not good, yeah. right? But it supports their right. industry. right? They of want course. you to come back, and yes. get facials all the time. And she said, honestly, whatever you're doing at home is working. Your skin looks great. You don't need to go to a professional place. She's and one, get one all you all st-
1: stick with. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's, it's... And I only go to my dermatologist like once a year, maybe once every two years. If something's wrong, obviously right. I go. But I don't think you need to... <laughs> You just take care of your skin. I don't think right. you need to, like, spend a bunch of money having people, like, rub stuff on your face and put lasers on your face. It's just, I, like, too much.
1: I totally agree. I just feel like that's not the popular opinion, right? Like, that the, the beauty regimen has extended to, I mean, even surgery. Oh, yeah, and it's, it's like just a luxury. Commonplace. Yeah, yeah. And so for me, I feel like I'm winning if I'm... Well, one, I know that if I'm eating right, my skin will look significantly Mm -hmm. different. Totally. And so instead of trying to see what external thing will fix it, trying to just do right by myself first and Mm -hmm. then trying to keep it as simple as possible. And so I guess anytime I'm trying, people are trying to convince me I need this extra, 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 I'm
0: resistant to that. Totally. Totally. That's like, I really, I really like that. It's like something, a trend that you're over because I agree people, there is such things doing too much. You
1: yes like there's always this new treatment this new laser
0: this yeah, new like this vampire brush thing oh you need God. to get like <laughs> exactly the vampire facials yes and it, honestly i can admit that i was intrigued i was like whoa i can get an, and a vampire facial is basically where you like get your skin broken with needles essentially right so you're and because your body is saying okay emergency emergency repair 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 right. the skin's like top, like upper layers being pierced it produces extra collagen and but right. it's just like it's a little crazy like if we're being honest pretty it's extreme like, it's a pretty yeah. extreme thing to like make our faces bleed to like right. look more youthful for a week at the end the end of the episode when do you feel most beautiful mm. hmm
1: hmm <laughs> i would say i feel most beautiful Probably, like, I've just come back from yoga or a workout. I come home and I take a really long shower, I like, wash my hair, like, shave my legs. That's a big part of feeling good is, like, having the hair maintenance taken care of. Mm. And come out, like, put in my hair milk, which I love. Yes. And just take care of myself and sit down. I just feel so fresh and so new that I'm feeling really good in my skin. I love that.
0: So basically like feeling clean. (laughs)
1: Clean is a huge, huge part of it. Like I've just showered. I have like the smoothest legs. I've put in all my like coconut oil and I've started to use olive oil on my skin, which has had phenomenal results. And you know, take good care of my hair, like wrap it up in a comfortable way where the weight of it isn't pulling at the hairs in my scalp and Maybe do a face mask.
0: Yes. And yes. I just
1: feel like my skin is super hydrated yes. and soft.
0: Yes. Oh. Feeling clean and moisturized. It's, so bad. it's that simple. Like we don't need high heels and no. cons like just feeling clean and moisturized exactly. can just make you feel so beautiful. It's Absolutely. so true. It takes a while though to get there, you know? Like you have to it takes I think it takes a certain like maturity to allow that alone to make you feel beautiful but once True. you get there it's just such a it's like the
1: best it's the
0: best it's the best
1: like it could just be me and my dog and be like I feel so good in my skin right now and yes. like I feel so
0: happy to be alive yes and it makes me like that much happier that we're just like sitting here on the floor Clean and moisturized ourselves exactly in our pajamas. I have like
1: my slippers on to protect my like moisturized feet. out yes. with extra vitamin E oil so that oh the God. bottoms of my feet are nice. <laughs> the best feeling ever. Well, thank so you good. so much for joining the show. Thank you. This was so much
0: fun it was and awesome. Um, I think that all of the stuff that you shared is going to be really inspirational for people and I hope people that listen to this like I'm personally feeling like I could maybe try to meditate I'm not going to do 10 hours for 10 days you can that's very intense I can barely sit still for a minute but I am going to pledge today that I'm going to try to start meditating and And see if it makes a difference for
1: anyone out there who does want to try I highly recommend the headspace app
0: yes it actually
1: takes a kind of a passionate mindset towards meditation ish. I mean for those intense Vipassana meditators out there, I know it's not the same, but it, it it's very similar and it takes a really incremental approach
0: and I feel like it's attainable and accessible to people who've never meditated before. Okay. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm gonna get clean and moisturized and then I'm gonna try to yes, to meditate. Exactly. With That's it.
1: the perfect <laughs> state to be in. Okay,
0: amazing. All right yes. thanks
1: Amelia. Thank you,
0: Brad.